What's up? Welcome to Faith and Other F-Words Podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Martin. I'm a corporate hustler, wellness coach, and honestly, just a girl tired of seeing faith misappropriated. So let's change that. Think of us sitting on my couch, drinking wine, having those deep, raw, intellectual combos only have with your closest, smartest girlfriends. No scripture verses, no condemning, no regurgitation of doctrine. Believe me, I'm still trying to figure it out too. But at the end of the day, I know it's these combos that bring us closer to discovering and fulfilling the freaking purpose God's placed into your soul. You ready to drop some F words? Let's go. Have officially hit 5,100 downloads of this podcast, which to me is pretty freaking exciting. I don't know if you're anything like me, but sometimes I minimize the successes that I'm having because I have such lofty goals. And for a while when I had started this podcast, I was even afraid to look at the number of downloads because I was like, I I don't even want to know. And then I would look and I'd be like, that's not that many. And now I've switched my mindset to be like, holy F, that's 5,000 people or 5,000 times that someone has heard my voice in their car or their headphones or their uh, speaker. Like that's, that's pretty cool. And this is just a little reminder for you to not minimize your successes and to really take into consideration every small step as a win. Because as long as you're moving forward and going in the direction of your goals, then it's meaningful, right? And especially a platform like this where I'm really trying to connect and change stereotypes and and find a different way of reaching people that I think is meaningful and important each person that listens to this, each download that that gets a message that is just inspired and and worthy uh, of a listen is magnificent. So woohoo, 5,100, tell your friends, write a review. If you don't know how to write a review, the way that you write a review is through iTunes. So if you go to your iTunes uh, and type in faith and other F words, you scroll down and you would write, uh, you would click write a review. And that is how you go about writing a review. I know a few of you have been asking me about that. So take a minute, do that thing that I know sounds really annoying, but really helps me a lot. And it's a nice little thank you from you to me for like, Hey, Tony, I appreciate the time you put into recording this podcast. So Thanks so much in advance for doing that. I know it's a pain in the butt sometimes, but I am going to be so grateful to you when we get more downloads and more people getting this message out. So thank you in advance. All right. So today I want to talk to you about change. In my life, there's a lot of change occurring uh, with the death of my uncle. We have a lot of changes in our family dynamic, um, as well as the future of our family and what we want to do. We have a family property and we are now considering what we want to do with the family property. If we want to sell it, do we want to invest in something else? So there's a lot there to handle. Um, and then I've got friends who are getting married and having babies, and um, I've got loved ones who are leaving their jobs that they've been at for you know ten plus years, and I've just been seeing this this constant theme of change and how so many people in my life and me included are facing a lot of change, and how change can be really hard. And I think it's 
something that we kind of get stuck in where we have this really stagnant notion of change as being a negative and difficult thing. But really, change is also an opportunity for growth. Oftentimes we look at change as a death or even like a failure. But if you really think about it, change is natural. But we don't see it like that when we're in the midst of it, right? We just feel the stress and the drama of change and like, oh, it's so heavy, right? But change is natural. You know, every year we have four seasons, right? Spring, summer, fall, winter. Each of those seasons is beautiful in their own way. But before you know it, the season changes and time passes. And I think that God created seasons on earth as a beautiful metaphor for our own journeys. And I don't know if maybe you've noticed this cycle too, but every time we think that something dies, another thing is born, right? When the season ends, if we were to just mourn that season, we would never get to experience the new season that actually comes about as the result of the death of something else. This goes on and on, this, this metaphor of seasons. You know, a divorce is tragic, but it's also an opportunity for a fresh start and a different life. You get to let go of all the things that weren't serving you in that marriage and get to start anew. A bankruptcy, it sucks. But it's also a chance to release the stress, to learn better financial steps and habits and begin with a clean slate. Leaving a job or changing careers is scary, right? But it's also an opportunity to live purposely and to live happy. Uh, It's a chance for you to live for your work versus just working to live. I think so many people get stuck in a career that they don't like because it pays the bills instead of going out there and and really finding what it is that fuels your soul. Uh, there's plenty of instances that you can think of. Uh, you know, motherhood. I have a lot of friends who are having babies and struggling with being a mom and going back to the corporate world and having to leave your child to go back into the workforce and, you know, having to breastfeed while you're in between meetings or... Um, just having this like split personality almost of like wanting to be with your baby at home and like missing every little moment uh, and also wanting to be a badass bee in the workforce and being like, I can, I can be a mom. I can kick ass at my job. I don't have to pick between the two of them. That's also an opportunity for growth is how can I tackle this instance, this obstacle in life where society has positioned being a working mom as having to pick, right? How can I make this a growth opportunity to be an advocate for other women who are going to come after me? How can I set boundaries? How can I change culture? How can I change language? How can I shape the culture so that future moms don't have to worry about breastfeeding? Like, how do I get a room in the office dedicated to moms? How can I normalize so that other people who aren't breastfeeding or don't aren't moms can empathize with the fact that I can't stay in the meeting until the end of the hour because homegirls got boobs that are enlarging and they need to be pumped, right? So everything that we have 
that is a change or is an obstacle is actually, when you think about it, an opportunity for growth or an opportunity for a rebirth or a new season in some way, shape or form. And I've been thinking about this so much lately because I don't think we welcome change as a positive. We often lament change with like nostalgia for what could have been instead of looking at it as the freaking step we need to push us, to launch us, to catapult us into the new, right? This idea of the new is something we don't ever really conceptualize because we're so stuck in the past or in the fear that we don't welcome the new season, the new relationship, the new job, the new forgiveness, the new therapy, the new medication, the new house, the new car, the new habits, the new story, the new you. We don't make room for that because we're so stuck in the "Mm, change is hard. I don't like it. But what about that opportunity cost, right? We often just think about what could go wrong because some things are changing. But what about all the things that could go right? What if change is actually propelling you in the right direction of the things that you need to become the person that you've been designed to be, the person that you were created to be, the person that God was like, yo, this bitch is going to do some badass shit in life and make some things happen in this world. But if you stay stuck in this idea of like change is hard, then you're never going to get to that. You're never going to get to that, right? So stop seeing change as a negative. Instead, focus on the opportunity that you're missing out on by being stuck or being uncomfortable. Mediocrity and comfort never got anyone anywhere special. Change is actually where it's at. So right now, wherever you are in life, whatever you're staring at going, oh shit, this is different. I don't know if I like this change. Instead, what if you fucking dive in, you buckle up, and you get excited about it? Or you're like, yes, this is where the magic happens. Because I know you hate boring, you hate mediocrity, you are not a low-performing human being, you know that you are meant for more, and you're not going to settle for change as a negative anymore. You're going to lean into change without fear. You're going to welcome change because you know that it demonstrates progress, growth, emotional and spiritual maturity, and that is the type of person that you want to be. You don't want to be the type of person anymore that's like, oh, change is hard. (laughs) Are you getting annoyed with that yet? Because I'm getting annoyed saying it. But for whatever reason, when it's in our brain and we're saying these words to ourselves, It doesn't really become as annoying because it's this like inner dialogue that we're having. And what I've noticed is the words that we use in our brains, in our minds, and the words that we use outside when we're conversing with our friends and our family, it starts to become self-fulfilling prophecy. So you have to decide what you want change to be. If you want it to be this, again, annoying voice that says, this is hard, then you're going to be that person, right? But if you get to change your viewpoint on it and think about that mindset completely differently and you make a decision that your self-fulfilling prophecy is that, nope, 
chained? Okay, here we go. I know it's going to happen 50 million times more in my life. So why not just accept the change, pivot and find the growth opportunity in it, find the way that the seasons are changing and I'm ready to welcome the new. Right now it's summer and I'm kind of a little sad about summer being over. I'm like, oh, I don't get to go to the beach anymore. I don't get to play volleyball in the warm sun. My tan's going to go away. But if I only focus on summer ending, I don't get to get excited about pumpkin spice lattes. I don't get to get excited about boots and fall weather and sweater weather and all the cute outfits for fall. Like I want to go to New York City in the fall and I want to see all the leaves change. And if I stay so stuck in the summer ending thing, I don't get to share in the fun of fall coming. So I don't know what season you are in right now. And, you know, maybe it's a relationship ending. Maybe it's uh, tackling something in your family. Maybe it's making that step to actually make that appointment with that therapist because you know that therapy is a tune-up, right? You don't wait till your car breaks down to go to the mechanic. You go and you get your tune-up every six months. You have your oil change. You put water in the little windshield wiper thingy. Uh... You, you take care of your car consistently. You do maintenance on it. So maybe it's going to the therapist. Maybe it's finally applying for that job or asking for that promotion that you've been scared to ask for. Maybe it's deciding, unfortunately, that your marriage is no longer serving you or that this relationship you have isn't serving you. Or maybe it's tackling that project at your home that you know you've been needing to do, but you're afraid of the change because there's some nostalgia there that you're holding on to where you're like, I can't throw that out because blah, 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 blah. But instead you're living like a hoarder and you got crap everywhere. Maybe it's that. I'm not sure what it is for you, but you know what that is. And so I'm asking you to lean into the season that is coming and to let go of the season that is leaving. Because you know God designed change because it's natural. It's as natural as the rotation of the earth and winter, fall, spring, and summer. You know that it's what's necessary to rise up and be the person that you've always wanted. Is it easy? Fuck no. Is it worth it? Hell freaking yes. And I'm just going to go on a little bit of a tangent here because somebody needs to hear this. I don't know who it is in your life that you need to have forgiveness with or that you need to heal with. Maybe it's a parent. Maybe you have a father who left or walked out on you. Maybe it's a mom that did the same. Maybe you have an addict in your life. Maybe you have a relationship with someone in your family that is just not good. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's an ex. I don't know who it is in your life that you need to have some sort of forgiveness and empathy with, but I really, really, really want you to think about this because I know so many people have a lot of anger, and a lot of resentment, and they cannot get to forgiveness because they are so enthralled and uh, entrapped in their own ego and their own feelings that they cannot even fathom the other person. I'll give you an example. I was talking to one of my guy friends, and we were discussing his relationship with his birth father, and his birth father did not stay with his mom and he ended up having a stepdad and he later on in life ended up getting in contact with his 
birth father's children that were born after him. And so he has brothers and sisters and he connected with them and they were like, do you want to meet dad? He's actually a really great person. He's awesome. He's been really good to us. And despite the relationship that he had with your mom, I think you would really like him. And, you know, we really want to encourage you to meet him and be a part of the family. And in his mind, he felt abandoned. He felt like, what good is it going to be if I meet with my birth father who didn't give a shit about me, left my mom, like he didn't want me. So why the hell would I want to build a relationship with him now? That's great that he's been a good dad to you, but I'm not interested. And I encouraged him to think about it a little different. I encouraged him to think about what it was like to be that dad at, you know, 18, 19 years old. And, you know, now being an adult, we know what it's like to be in a relationship at a young age and how difficult it is to take on being a parent and the dynamics that go in that. And we make mistakes, right? Things that I did at 18, I wouldn't do now that I'm 32 years old. Uh, And I encouraged him to think about not needing to forget about his stepdad, who he felt was the father in his life and had raised him and taught him all these wonderful things and the beautiful relationship that he had with his stepdad. But to think about it as what kind of relationship could you have with your real dad that would be incredible? What if you end up meeting him and he's so cool and he apologizes and you get the healing that you need and you end up having two dads that are really cool? And you end up getting things from your birth father that, you know, maybe your stepfather didn't have. And maybe you get things from your stepdad that your birth father doesn't have. And maybe you end up having this whole new kick-ass family and, 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 you know, or worst case scenario, you end up meeting the guy, you don't like him and you don't think about what if anymore. You just make an effort and know that you have no regrets about it. And so I I don't know how that applies to you in your life, but I know that it does in some way, shape, or form. There's all of these options that we have at our fingertips. And so so often we are thinking about decisions in an A or B format when in reality it's an A, B, C, D, E, F, G thing. And I think empathy and forgiveness intertwines into that really beautifully if you think about it hard enough and invite the change into it, right? Because being angry, unforgiving, and and not being in a place of welcoming change keeps you stuck and it keeps you harboring resentment, fear, all of the things. But inviting change invites you to invite forgiveness and healing and growth and to move past obstacles so that, again, you can live the life and the character that God has designed you to live. And it's not hard. I mean, it's not easy. It is hard. And that's why we shy away from it. But the seasons change for a reason and you are intended to change as well. Just as natural as the earth rotating and us getting new seasons, I invite you this fall to lean into the new season of your life and to invite change in every way, shape or form. So with that being said, I can't wait to hear what amazing things you're going to do when change comes into your life and to fully accept it and freaking buckle in, dive into it and just embrace it because cool ish is coming your way after you do. I love you. Have a great day and I'll talk to you later.
Hey, you made it to the end of the episode. That must mean you're my type of girl and you're vibing with this podcast. Yay! Toy G writes, I love what you're doing. It's so important to show Christian women in this way because it's much more real and relatable picture than what our society usually sees of Christianity. So glad I found this podcast. Have you written a review yet? What are you waiting for? That's the only way we're going to get the message out and help other badass women feel empowered and not alone for breaking Christian girl stereotypes. So without your iTunes account, type in faith and other F words and rate. Can't wait to see your reviews. Thank you so much for getting the message out. I appreciate you and love you so freaking much.